to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here in the studio with Eli and Nick. We're doing the Oscars recap, baby. But first, let's talk about what we've been watching. Does this count as an emergency episode? Sure. We tend to get more listens when it's an emergency episode. It, emergency in all, episode. In all <laughs> <caps>. <laughs> Nick, what have you been watching? Uh, I actually watched a, a documentary over the weekend on Hulu about Nickelodeon. It's called <gasps> The Orange Years. Uh, oh my god! I'm watching this tonight. Yeah, it's super cool. So they they go like they interview like all of like the the executives of Nickelodeon like when it first started. It interviews like old cast members, and it like it's super nostalgic because it brings back like shows that you thought that you forgot about, but like now you can like Hey Dude, Hey Dude is on there. Oh Salute, your Salute your shorts. Salute your shorts. The Secret Life of Alex Mack. Pete and um, Pete. Clarissa, Clarissa explains it all. Pete and Pete. They interview all of them. Oh, um, What's the camp called in Salute Your Shorts? It's Camp, camp on a Wanda. We hold you in our hearts. And, and when we think yeah. about you, okay. it makes us want to fart. I have not thought about yeah. that in a good 25 years. Uh, but it is a really cool story about programming for a specific age and demographic and the things that they did differently. Um, I didn't realize that the cartoons that they made, it was like the first kids cartoons that didn't have any like subject material to go off of like no books oh. no no anything like that they did it completely like rugrats is that part rugrats of... was totally like the the first three shows i learned that were like the nicktoons were rugrats ren and stimpy mm. and doug doug yeah ren and stimpy the, was a nickelodeon that was nickelodeon I thought that was like mtv it got picked up by mtv okay. afterwards because then they it talk about that because it was a little bit too like <laughs> if you've watched the show like yeah. it's Kind of crazy, yeah. yeah. Like, and, <laughs> like MTV was like they because like a bunch of like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year olds were tuning into Nickelodeon to watch Ren and Stimpy, and MTV was like, uh, "Can I have that's, those?" Uh, that's our those? audience, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, give it a watch. It's it's super. I can't fun. wait to watch that. I am ride or die for Doug. Oh, oh yeah. Um, it's it's really interesting too. Kim like, Possible was that that, that same was Disney era? Channel. Oh, that's yeah. Disney. Okay, yeah. never mind. But Sorry. the creator of Doug. Um, like he based it off of himself, and yeah. like Quail Man, like he talks about like like Doug's alter ego, you know, who daydreams and he's like a superhero. But like a Quail is like their his superpower was like like being quiet, <laughs> huh. and like just like waiting for things to like pass him by. And and it was just like how many kids can like relate to that, you know? <laughs> like it's like and I don't know. Nickelodeon was genius. Um, yeah, like watch it. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. It's yeah, it's I can't wait fun. to watch that. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then I uh, I dove into a couple of the... Actually, we don't need to talk about I dove into some of the Oscar movies that I haven't seen, though I watched them over the weekend, but we'll talk about it on the Okay. On yeah, the we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm good. Yeah. Eli, what have you been watching? Yeah, so on that note, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah, and we can talk a little bit about that. My one-sentence take on it is great performances, decent film. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then... Because I had never seen it, I yesterday morning watched Fargo. Oh, my, you've never seen it? it was your I first time? I had never seen Fargo. Okay, what'd you think? I, it's incredible. Isn't it so good? It's 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 eighty percent too violent for me. I yeah. wish that they had toned it down eighty percent. It's it's really good to watch on TV. Yeah, and I they would, play it on TV a lot. I would not have wanted to see it on a big screen and i yeah. would have loved yeah. like an edited version for tv <laughs> because yeah it's it was, pretty grotesque it was great it made me realize that three billboards was not that violent oh no um, yeah. compared to fargo but francis mcdormand is so good in it and all i want is for norm 
and Margie <laughs> yeah. to be happy for the rest of their lives. <laughs> that ending scene. With, with them sitting in the bed. Yeah. And yeah. We're doing pretty good for ourselves, yeah. Norm. You can tell she's yeah, just trying you, to erase yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. You know? It's such a great... And I... They do such a good job in Fargo just, like, letting these, these like, very Midwestern moments linger. And they don't serve the plot, really. No. But, like, when they're, like, transacting at the gas station, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? And they just kind of look at each other and smile. And it goes on for a while. Yeah. Like, over and over again. But I was just, like, eating it up. I was like, I want a hundred movies of just that. Well, that's so Coen Brothers. Yeah. You know? That but, human dynamic, pull yeah. out the quirks and, you know, make them a little, hyperbolize, hyperbolize yep. them a little bit. And, totally. So anyway, that's it. And then I've just got a lot to say about the Oscars. Kay. How about you, Meg? Um, so last year, a listener, Rick, uh, from overseas reached out and he said, I want you to do an episode on the personal history of David Copperfield. Copperfield yeah. And we had all these plans too. And then it wasn't available in the U.S. And now it's finally available. And I watched it this week. <laughs> okay. Loved it. Really? It's really fun. Um, Dev Patel is David Copperfield. Oh. They're doing a lot of what Bridgerton did and The Great did, where it's just huh. a really diverse cast. Um, just, yeah. Because why not? Why not? And so it really adds a lot of fun to it. Tilda Swinton is in it. Hugh Laurie is in it. Oh, dang. It's it's That's a, a really cast. fun. Um, the guy who was, he was Doctor Who at one point. Oh. He's in In the Loop. He's the older guy. Yeah, I know keeping you're talking up appearances. About. The guy in ke- the husband in keeping up appearances. No, he's also in the British show that's like Veep, but for England. Oh, I could just look this up, but I'm going to keep <laughs> yeah, just struggling to tell you. Who that's he what is. Hive Mind is. If yeah. nothing else, yeah. that's yeah. what Hive Mind is. Uh, but anyway, it's mm-hmm. really it was a really fun watch, and then we watched another round, which I can talk about during the Oscars coverage. So okay, let's get into it <sighs> i'm gonna start by saying that anthony hopkins deserved yes best actor and the way they set him up is so wrong and wrong. i'm so mad at the producers because that was uh, that was so can, rude can we talk about the broadcast first yes let's because i, I yes yes Kay. i'm gonna try so hard not right. to lose my temper i, I know so first <laughs> so first the the pros that were there Mm-hmm. They moved it along a lot quicker than they have in past years, and I think a lot of that was due to they weren't doing the live performances, which sometimes I like, but sometimes I'm like, eh, let's. let's I would have taken a live performance over Reese Witherspoon talking about oh. seeing the mouse movie. It still took three hours. Yeah. Why it, was it faster? I don't know. It, it felt took the faster. same amount of did it time. Not? It did, didn't it? Yeah. It started out. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah. we're doing okay." We're going into them, and, it, uh, and then it came to a screeching halt. Where oh. they decided to spend their time was. Insane. All right, let's get into the cons. All Th- right, this is so. the worst. <laughs> no, it started out, and I was like, "Oh, this is fun. This is yeah. Steven Soderbergh, Regina King walking down sure. the hall. She looks cool, great. Cool, cool. Lighting looks great. Yeah. And then these credits up. are fun. And then it, it just spiraled out. It was the worst production of any award show I have ever seen. You know, by the end, I was like literally like angry over it. Um, I really was missing the clips. I really why would was. they not put clips of the movies Okay, because like I was thinking, like because I was thinking of like the reasons why they wouldn't do it, and I was like, all right, so I'm I'm going through my head, like, okay, it's COVID. They got right. a weird venue. 
But I'm like, what does that, that have to do anything. with like pulling movie clips? I, I want to like. I kept trying to like make excuses for him. I was like, oh, it's the- a pandemic, but I'm like, no, technology still exists. But instead, it's like. And you had extra time. It was like just complete laziness. I can't believe that instead of showing clips, they had the the producer or the presenters kind of ad lib about why oh. they liked the performances. It wasn't even scripted. It was so weird. And they were like winging it. And like any missionary <laughs> who gave a sacrament talk can tell you it's right. a bad yeah. idea right. to and just wing something. Walking Phoenix. That was the last place he wanted to be that oh. night. Oh, he was. It was like he was like okay. Somebody paid me like fifty bucks to do this, so uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be up here, I, and I, I was got, just like, "Come on, man! Can we someone just come up there, say like Anthony Hopkins and the Father, and show like a really cool clip of him in the him. movie?" And this is the the there were two things that make me mad about not showing clips, and one is like it would have been much more entertaining for us, obviously, to see the clips. But the thing that makes me more mad is we've talked about on Hive Mind frequently that. The Oscars is an opportunity to showcase movies and advertise yep. them and get people to see them. Minari could have benefited from being showcased last night. Yeah. No yep. one, no one is going to see Minari after last night's Oscar. No one. The only thing that happened that was even in close to endearing was uh what's her name who won oh, the Yu. I can't pronounce get, her name. Got, no. got up and gave the most charming speech, but we, uh, Skyler and I had a couple of his med school friends over watching the Oscars with us, and they were like, oh, she was so cute. And they still like had no idea what movie she was associated right. with or what that was about. And it was just like, nobody would have come out of the Oscars last night and been like, and we really should see that Minari. They showed one clip of the movie the entire night, and it was the weirdest freaking clip of like an aerial view of two people screaming for a minute. And it was just like, no one has any idea what this movie is about. No. Not only that, too, but hair and makeup and the costume design. Oh. I, I like to see... What are we talking about? Yeah, I like to see, like, what what hair and makeup did you do? Like, I, I want to see, like, what set you apart from the rest of the other nominees. I want to see, like, what did the sketches look like? It's, sir, it's a little cheesy, what but... What does the damn hey, score like sound like? Looking at, yeah, like, it's like, give, give me something to go off of. Like, it's like, man, Matthew Lewis used to wait tables, and, like, I get it. Like, they all had, like, a really humble beginning, but, like, I'm here to watch, like, a, a showcase, you know, of, like, everything so, that they worked on. We've said this about award ceremonies before, where it's just people patting each other on the back, and this was that times a million it was not they did not care about the viewer no they had no interest in keeping the viewer entertained it was more just for the people in that room and i'm like why am i giving you advertising dollars like i was actively like you i am mad at you if i didn't care about these movies which were really great movies and this was a huge injustice toward them because like you said no one is motivated now to go see these movies based on that award show they're all terribly boring yeah the the two so they showed one clip of promising young woman which had nothing, which, to, do which had nothing was, to do with the movie. Yeah. And the, the Sky's two friends who hadn't seen any of the movies and were like seeing all this for the first time last night, when they showed that clip, and it's just like a clip of two people flirting, and when that clip was over, they were like, oh, that movie looks cute. And I was like, it's not. Yeah, right. That was like the total movie. opposite of the point of that whole movie, uh, too. It's like, who planned this? Yeah. It's insane. Anyway. It was like... <laughs> I don't know if it's laziness or pure incompetence or like they just totally were checked out. 
COVID is not the reason. No, I, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, the parts, definitely the not. The parts of the thing that, that COVID affected were fine. It was fine that they weren't in a huge auditorium. It was fine that it was an intimate event. Yeah. I don't care that they didn't have their entourages there. Like, that yeah. doesn't affect the I, I think that I was ju- I'm just so used to being like, oh, because of COVID, that for about an hour, I was giving yeah. them that leeway. And then it was it's like, just a weird year. wait a second. Was, no, uh, they could have done this better. <laughs> was the in memoriam section played at like t- two times oh my the speed? And it missed. Like so many people. people, so many people. I, the whole time when I was watching, I was like, "Wait, what? What the what hell's is going happening? on? <laughs> this is so fast! Like, I can't process." Like, and, and then we spend like fifty minutes on Glenn Close reading her scripted lines about the butt. I'm like, what? "Oh my gosh, Who put this together!" It was, and all of that leading up to her reading those lines was so uncomfortable. I, as he's really walking through the audience and talking to people who clearly don't want to be doing like this. It was like one of the games they play on Ellen, you yeah. know, when uh, they're like, yeah. they don't have enough guests to fill but the time. they weren't entertaining enough to do that well. Oh. It was so boring. And then the um, the schedule of award, like reading the awards or like what, what order they put those in oh my was asinine. Like I like when they did director early, I was like, that was a risk and I don't like it. But like, I guess you're trying to mix yeah. things up when they did best picture with an, with 10 minutes left of the show. I was just like, you have got to be kidding. Yeah. Well, because they're they idiots thought, and they thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win that award. What a stupid thing to assume. What a what a arrogant thing to yeah. assume. So stupid, and and then it called even more attention. It it was totally unfair to Anthony Hopkins, and who is eighty three and does not need to be in a gathering during a pandemic. Nope. Like people are giving him such a hard time for being there. I'm like, the dude is old. Yeah. Old and people lives die on the of COVID. other side of the planet, oh. and thought there was no possible way he could win. He's eighty three, and then it, what's so frustrating is like, Francis McDormand is nutty, of course, sure, but. When when they won Best Picture and she gets up there and she gives that actually like really kind of lovely speech about like as soon as you can get all your friends yeah. go back to the movies mm-hmm. let's do this that would have been the way to end the show is Frances McDormand the person yeah. who like obviously had like the best night of everyone she and and Chloe Zhao uh, giving that speech about like okay we're, like we're almost through this let's all get back yeah. to the movies bada bing bada boom roll the credits that would have been a fine way to end that show it was so incredibly awkward. <laughs> To end it with Anthony Hopkins being announced and then being like, and he's not here. Have a good night. Yeah, and and then, then it was like, Questlove being the DJ being like, thanks everybody for joining us. And I was like, what? This is it? This is so odd. I mean, in that moment, I was like, that's why you have a host. Yep. You have a host. You have Jimmy Kimmel come out and be like, well, that was kind of weird. But hey, what a night for Hollywood. Thanks, everybody. You know, at least cut the awkwardness a little bit. It was jarring. I was upset. I'm done with not having a host. Let's pay John Mulaney whatever you have to pay him next year and get him to come and fix this. Pay me. I'll do it. Honestly, last night I was like... I could be. I could produce the show. I honestly could have produced a great Oscar show because I now know what the bottom is, and I can beat the bottom. It was the worst I've ever seen, and I've watched the Oscars every year of my conscious life. It yeah. felt. I felt like I was at a work conference uh, all night long. I yeah. was just like, I feel like I'm at a work conference, and they're giving awards to lawyers and judges. It, every year for a while, when I was a writer for Silicon Slopes, you know, I would go to these banquets when it's just 
startups who have paid money to win yeah. awards yeah. and then it's someone from the startup talking about how great the startup is yep. that was very much the vibe yeah. of this whole thing yeah and i was i wasn't even like listening yeah. to the presenters you know i was oh. like i don't i don't really reese i do not care i, I don't do care. not yeah. care what you thought of that performance i don't care i could almost mm-hmm. smell the coffee at the back of the room right yeah <laughs> it just felt so like cheap and stupid so stupid. All right. Have we got it up? Are yeah, we, we, are we I mean, yeah. I'm only airing of grievances. Yes. We can keep, I'm, I'm we can keep about, going. But, I'm mad yeah. about one of the awards, but uh, so okay, let's, talk about, let's talk about the awards. Yeah. Let's get into it. Um, my apologies. I had the page. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, um, do you want to do it in the order that they presented it? Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, that's... As horrible as it was, let's... Yep. Let's, let's, let's take the <laughs> listener back through that horror. Did it start with original screenplay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Emerald Fennell, which I was, great. I was happy with. And that's with. what we assumed that was going to be where they would get their award. Yeah. And she did, and... It was great. Usually, they start with supporting actor and actress, right? Yeah. Which supporting is like, actress is always which first. I like it that they start off with that because I per- those are like my two favorite categories. Like as far as the yeah. clips go, because yeah. supporting actors and actresses in those movies are always my the favorites. Fun ones. Yeah, they're always the fun ones. Yeah, they're always yeah. the fun ones. This was a mistake. You know, like, yeah. th- no, don't start yeah. with this. No, no, and no. It, you don't want to give too much away at the beginning. And it, I guess this didn't. But like yeah. director and screenplay awards give a lot away about mm-hmm. how the night is going to go for that movie. And it's weird to put that first. It is weird. Uh, adapted screenplay, the father one. Now, when we originally talked about our predictions, we were like, how is Borat an adapted yeah. screenplay? I learned <gasps> oh. that it's a if it's a sequel, it's an adapted screenplay. No way. Oh. Yeah. Because it's based on huh. prior work. Yeah. Okay. So that Fife, explains. Fifeful Goes West got its nomination. Fifeful Goes West. Yes. Makes sense. Terminator okay. 2 <laughs> notoriously took away that award. Land Before Time Part 16. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, um, was it documentaries next? No, that was much deeper in. I don't know. Just do whatever order you got, Meg. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. International. It was international. Okay. I think. So, another round, um, which I watched. Yeah, tell mm-hmm. us about that, because I want to watch it now. Because they're making an American version, and Leo is playing yeah, the Matt Michelson. Oh. It is good. It's a very good movie. It's uh, Danish. It's about a group of men who suffer from low self-esteem, which like, oh, give me another story about a white man who feels bad about himself. No, thank you. But this is like, this is good. And it... They decide that there's a philosopher who has said that humans are born with a blood alcohol level that is 0.05% too low. And so you should drink a little bit all day long to increase your professional and social performance, which kind of makes sense. You know, Uh, we could all loosen up a little and have a little more confidence. (laughs) Spoiler alert, things kind of go off the rails when they embark on this experiment. And it's kind of an interesting exploration of that and you know, restraint yeah. and all these different things and mm. relationships. And it's it's very well performed. Okay. So it was good. I thought his speech it's heartbreaking. Was uh, really good. Yeah. Um one thing they did was not cut off the speeches. And at points you're like, Lee. but like this guy, you know, he was meandering for a while, yeah. but it was almost like he was working up the courage mm-hmm. to talk about the really deep stuff he needed to talk about the death of his daughter. So it was yeah. like Yeah. 
maybe we should let people talk for longer. Sure, you get the My Octopus Teacher guy going on and on, but you also get, you know, yeah. um, Thomas Vinterberg. So, documentary short subject, Colette. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Good job, Colette. Good job, Colette. Documentary feature, My Octopus Teacher. People were mad. This is the category I'm mad about. I'm actually <laughs> mad about this one. Okay. I loved My Octopus Teacher. I think everyone should watch it. It's so lovely. Collective and Crip Camp are extremely, like, far superior documentaries. Remind me what Collective is about. Collective is about uh, Romanian uh, corruption in the Romanian government that, uh, like, led to a revolution and some journalists who were trying to uncover it. It's, like, a massive undertaking that they executed perfectly. Uh, It's outrageously good. You saw Crip Camp. Mm -hmm. Crip Camp is also a pretty big undertaking. My my octopus teacher is lovely, but it's like about a dude who gets an, has an infatuation with an animal in the water and like his footage that he shot is really cool, but I'm really surprised. This category made me think that the Academy just didn't watch the documentaries Mm -hmm. and they like saw this one that was like very digestible, very easy to reach. And they're like, Oh, octopus cute. (laughs) <laughs> and they voted for it. And so I, I did. I was really frustrated with this category. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. When we, we, Nick and I and our family went on a family vacation once, and we were in San Francisco, and we went to an aquarium. <laughs> and I was looking at an octopus, and this octopus had like a weird thing by its tentacle. There was something specific on the octopus. And I turned to Nick and our sister. It's like, what is that thing? And this lady was standing near us, and she said, it's an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she thought I didn't know the animal. So now every time I hear my octopus teacher, yeah, all I think is, it's an octopus. It's been an inside joke for years. Uh, anyway. Uh, one of my favorite tweets of the night that came up on my feed. I think one of you liked it, but uh, that's why it showed up. But it was, they didn't even thank the octopus. Oh, yeah. It was John Early. <laughs> for all of her he work. He didn't even thank the octopus. <laughs> Anyway, funny. I wonder if they serve my, other, my other favorite tweet of the night was Chris Fleming. That comedian. Oh, I love Chris Fleming. I love Chris Fleming. At the end of the night, he tweeted, "Francis McDormand beat the shit out of me at a gas station." <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking about that. Like, I kept going. I was going to bed, and I kept thinking about it. And we just start laughing he, again. He tweeted something else that was like, "My octopus te- teacher and the story of a man wasting an octopus's time." <laughs> I'm going to give him a follow. (laughs) Live action short film, Two Distant Strangers. All right. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, live action short film. I should really research these because this is always where my score tanks. Same. Um, Animated short film, If Anything Happens, I Love You, which apparently, Nick, you saw. I did. Sounds like a real bummer. Yeah, huge bummer. School shooting. It's it's like a seven minute about like parents saying goodbye to their daughter for like the last time. Oh, no. I mean, I thought their speech was impactful. Uh, again, if you have a platform, why not use it? Yeah, um, it's a pet issue for me, so I mm-hmm. was moved by it. Uh, I don't know that I want to watch that movie, but it sounds like it's good. Um, original score, which we didn't hear, which I didn't get to this hear, was just a sample. so unbelievable. <laughs> it was awkward. They're like reading them, and it's just silence. And I'm like, guys, we're talking about scores. Like that is the biggest part of the Oscars. I feel like every year they're like they play the score as like you're walking up to get yeah, your award. You have a DJ right there. 
who could pull these up. He could make a playlist. You can do it on Spotify. A lot of the famous scores in history I know because of the Oscars. For sure. Because I'm like, I remember like when so-and-so walked up and like was getting their award and they were, they played that and Schindler's List. Like I, that's how I became familiar with the Schindler's List score. I was like too young to see the movie. Yeah, like not only that, but normally they do like a little featurette before score and they like play yeah. some of like the most famous scores of all time and it's like it's getting me in the yeah. all right let's let's hear the scores like, like i'm excited scores. about it but yeah. now i'm like just, I... uh, let's go on with the employee of the month yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love movies so much and they did nothing to help me remember that mm-hmm. yeah okay so it was soul right it was soul Good job, Soul. I don't remember what your score sounds like. John Batiste gave a delightful speech about how we have 12 notes. You know. Yeah. Because he hasn't heard of micro notes. Okay. Costume (laughs) design. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Very cool that two black women won. Mm -hmm. Like, doubled the amount of Oscars that have been given to black women in that one award, which Mm is not great for the Oscars, but, you know, good for them. Yep. Um, We should be doing more of that sound sound of metal obviously with yeah, yeah we predicted that production design mank which is if it's going to win anything it should win production design and it cinematography yeah it was so, great um film editing sound of metal that surprised me but we don't know what that means i think well earned you know <laughs> sure uh visual effects tenet mm-hmm. again tenet Zero sense. I could not put a gun to my head. Cannot explain Tenet to you. So fun to watch. Yeah. Give me 10 seconds of that. Yeah. Give me 10 seconds yeah. of them moving backward through space and time. Like, Absolutely. It's so fun to watch. I have no idea what that movie looks like. None. It looks very cool. And it's a visual effects category. And we didn't get to see any of them. <laughs> Do you think the people who made these movies are mad? Because yes. they, they have to know, like, oh my gosh... This was such a, a good opportunity to advertise our stupid film. In a, mo- in a year when we desperately need people to watch more movies. Their That's industry is dying. Yeah. This year has been brutal for the film industry. And they did nothing to help it. I, one of my favorite parts of the Oscars is like, I'm going to make a list of movies that... I want to watch because the clips looked really cool and people yeah. really liked them. But I don't, I don't know what to watch yeah. anymore. Like, it's a bummer. Anyway. And we pay attention. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> More than most. Makeup and hairstyling, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You, right. I mean, what did you think of the? Yeah, I didn't it, see it. It's, so. it's a cool looking film. Okay. Um, Is it worth the watch? It's a play converted into a film. That's kind of like a Viola Davis very, thing. Doesn't she always yeah. do that? Yeah, uh, Fences, Doubt. Yeah. Very long. I love Doubt, but this is very long scenes in one little room. Ah. So... Brace yourself for that. Viola Davis is, is incredible in it, though. Um, I do think it's worth... It's on Netflix. Yeah. I do think it's worth pulling up and watching the first five minutes. She gives this musical performance that's really fun. Oh, cool. Right at the beginning of the film. It must have been pretty good. It got a lot of buzz. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's well made. So. Animated feature. Soul. Okay. Every time the animated features come up... I'm always there's always one one of them that I'm like, well, of course everyone knows that. And the rest I'm like, these aren't real movies. <laughs> I've actually heard a lot of really great things about Wolfwalkers. It's on Apple TV, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And my kids want to watch it, so I'll watch it. I'll report I back. Know, some in years past the other ones are like 
from Bosnia and like I'll they, never have the chance to watch And they them. always look like they were just like drawn up like an hour before the ceremony. <laughs> that's right. It's and like, like that's a real film hey, that uh, people have seen. We, we we got a chance to to submit one this year. Uh <laughs> Leroy, what can you do for us? Uh, I can uh, put a flip Stick together. Figure. Can you film this? And it's always about We only like, need eight seconds. It's from Bosnia. It's about genocide. And yeah. it's yeah. against like, it's like uh, a Pixar that's no. about like feeling happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm, I wonder what's going to win. Oh, boy. Hey, hey. Um, over the moon, I'm convinced, is not real. But the rest of these exist. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Original song. Oh, boy. Uh, Okay, so the winner is Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah and not Husevic from Eurovision. I was very upset. I I went and watched Husevic after this just to, like, calm my soul about how angry I was about the Oscars. It's such a great song. It's so so great. And it's the whole point of the movie, (laughs) you know? The rest of these just play over the credits. Like, who cares? You've turned the movie (laughs) off by that point. Apparently, they did performances of all the songs in the pre-show. Yeah, Yeah. we watched some of them. Okay. The Husevic one was great. There was an entire um, Icelandic children's choir. I need to go watch that. That was a perfect movie. I'm so mad that that movie didn't get nominated for more. That and Palm Springs. Yep. The two snubs. Actor in a leading role. Nope, sorry. Actor in a supporting role. Okay. Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah, which, if you ask me, is category fraud. That man is the lead of Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. You know? He's great in it, though. He is very good. He is very, very good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the true actor in a supporting role is Paul Ritchie Re- yeah, in that is, Sound of Metal. Oh. That is a very supporting role. Yeah, He's so good. He's great. Yeah. Actress in a supporting role, Yu Zhang Yoon for Minari. The best I part mean, of the whole night. Yeah. Her speech... It was mm-hmm. it was the one Cut, huge highlight. Cross stitch it on a pillow. She the entire did. thing walks up and immediately says, "I got to meet Brad Pitt." And then it, like half her speech is about how she Brad Pitt's standing right over there. And then the ending when she's like, "I work because my sons make me work, and this is how, what I got my because kids, your mom works my hard." My kids were driving me crazy, <laughs> yeah. so I went out and got a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I can relate, and Brad Pitt is so great, so nice to meet you. I just love her. Let me pull myself together. Just an absolute delight. Would have loved for them to show a clip of her in that movie at some point during the night, at any point. So sure. sad. It's so sad. She, she's so good in she it. She's so good in it. Oh, it's, it's the best part of the movie. Okay. Easily, easily the best yeah. part of that movie. Best director they announced way too early. Way yeah. too early. Uh, Chloe Zhao, I thought it was a very nice speech. I love her. She's oh, great. She's gonna she's gonna make great movies for fantastic. years to come. When does yeah. her Marvel one come out? It's this year. I'm interested. Mm. I, I mean, I, me and Marvel are yeah two Venn diagrams that never overlap. But sure, I don't know. I, I in the hands of a right director, who knows? This is every once in a while you get films where. The director, it's like, this is your film. Like, you were so invested in the film. You did so many aspects of it. You know, yeah. you wrote it. You produced it. You know, edited whatever. It. And it, in her case, yeah, she, like, actually edited it. She was, like, on the ground, like, doing so much of the work. And so it was cool to see Nomadland have a great night because she seems great. I was mm-hmm. just like, good mm-hmm. for her. Like, she, like, poured her, obviously poured her heart and soul into this project, and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very successful. She's wildly talented. Yeah. Um. Seems very grounded and a true artist, and I respect it. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, with like half the ceremony left, they announced Best Picture. <laughs> Is she? Who was it? 
that was presenting it. Oh, uh, from West Side Story. And she's like, and mm. I am here to announce the nominees for Best Picture. It was like, wait, you're what? doing what? Yeah, I was like. What? Did I miss something? <laughs> what is happening? I, uh, I thought it was going to be one of those things where it's like, we'll talk about one of the Best Picture nominees. Me too. And then, and we'll then she went one. into it and I was yeah. like. Oh, oh damn! Uh, I'm... Why would they do that? I mean, I know the Chadwick Boseman of it all, but like, even if they knew that Chadwick Boseman won, why would they think that that was a good yeah, idea? It's not a good idea. Just it was... let it, like, let it be the end. Oh, so bad. I mean, Nomadland won, and that was a happy moment for them. Yeah. And Francis McDormand howled in the microphone, and Joel <laughs> Cohen looked like he wanted to die. Yeah. Loved it. Loved every yeah. second of that. I actually liked her speech before the howl. I liked the howl. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the embarrassed husband because yeah. of the howl. I yeah. thought the whole thing was delightful. And I was very happy that that's what I wanted to win. So I was very happy about that. But the point of having best picture at the end is that like they're the big winners of the yeah. night. Yeah. They can go into the right into the after party right after and like that's that's how it ends. The it's whole a big spectacle on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. stage. Absolutely. It's but just, instead, it's the Super Bowl of the evening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We go on to Best Actress, and Frances McDormand had just given a speech, and she has nothing left to say. When, like, good for her for not yep. trying to yeah. make up a second speech. She was like, "Hey, listen, I like to work. Thank you for this. Sword. See you later. Uh, my Here's work my is weird my, dress. My work is my, my, work sword. Is my sword. And here, are the, uh, <laughs> here are the sandals I bought at Target and my prom dress from '86. And See you I later. don't have a brush. I <laughs> don't want to be here." And it's like, all right, and well, we, here... we did predict Mega Francis McDormand wins anything. She'll act mad about it. And, and she was, you know, she's going, we well, why did I have to, why did I walk all the way back to my seat? <laughs> <laughs> they kept showing her in the mask, which like good for her for wearing a mask inside. But like they, at the beginning, they were like, don't worry, when we're rolling, you don't have to wear a mask. And Francis McDormand was like masked mm, up the whole time. Loved it. Yeah, love, up, like, love that energy. <laughs> by, by the way, I would just because I was so curious this morning, I looked up to see what she's like on set. Yeah. So it's like she seems so scary. And everything that I've read, people are like, oh, she's so great to work with. Yeah. She's a pro. She's a total pro. Yeah. I think she's just like very comfortable with who she is. And she's like not going out of her way to try and fake it with anybody. Yeah. And love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I would love to hear some of the feedback from the actual nomads that. Mm. she filmed with because like they all seemed like really comfortable with her yeah. like, it would have been very cool if this was a normal year a oh. lot of them probably could have been yeah. there yeah. you know oh, sitting in the cool. crowd that would have yeah. been really been neat cool. yeah but you know everything's terrible yeah so then we <laughs> arrive at what we think is going to be the big climatic moment when chadwick boseman wins his award now eli i didn't see ma rainey's black bottom please tell us what you thought of the chadwick boseman performance he's in good. that movie he's good um, he was middle of the pack in that category. Okay. That's what I think. Mm. And I, I really like Chadwick Boseman and I understand. So after they announced who actually won this category, I was like, do I, am I like bad that I think that the right person won? And then I saw somebody tweeted out and was like, it's possible to be sad that Chadwick Boseman didn't win and can never win because we love him. And also think that the award went to the be- person who gave the best performance. Like, you can have both of those thoughts at the same time. Yeah. And so I was like, that's where I am, and I'm fine with that. I, yeah, I just, listen, if I die, I don't want you to give me an award I don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that's what Chadwick Boseman wants. I don't I don't feel 
completely comfortable saying Anthony Hopkins was the best performance of the year because I didn't see that Chadwick Boseman performance, yeah. but man, was that Anthony he Hopkins performance. Blew it out of the water. So good. The last 10 minutes of that movie are devastating yeah. because of what he's doing. And he's playing like four or five different parts because of the Alzheimer's. Like he's playing like a small child and a confused old man and a sexual man and a very man. scary abusive man. Like switching it off and on and nailing it so hard. And he's the entire movie. Yeah. And so setting him up mm-hmm. like this is just so inconsiderate of the producers. And I'm just so angry about it yeah. because he deserved that award. Yeah. And had it come prior to Best Picture, it would have been like, oh, wow, that's surprising. And not this deflating moment because this 83-year-old man yeah. couldn't be at the award show because it's not safe to travel right he's now He's in for Wales. Him. He's in Wales and he's very old. Yeah. You know, don't, don't do that. So he's just, he uh, was he's uh he gave his speech this morning. Did you see it? I saw that he said we lost Chadwick Boseman far too soon. I thought that was sweet. Like a, I didn't watch. The it's whole like a thing. twenty second speech. Yeah, it's really cute. He's like standing in Wales. There's like all this grass like hills behind him. Sure. And he's with his you know Anthony Hopkins accent. He's so adorable. Yeah. Eighty three, and he's like, I just want to say thank you. That was really nice, and I, uh, my uh, my honors to Chadwick Boseman, and it's really nice, and I'm in Wales. And that's where I am at my home. And thank you. I'm like, that's his whole speech. And I was just like, I love him so much. (laughs) Perfect. But man, it was just so anticlimactic. And then the show ended and we all had to sit with our discomfort. Just weird. You know, it wasn't even La La Land Moonlight fun. Uh, We got to like. That was one of my favorite moments in any awards show ever. It was beautiful chaos. Because it was so so chaotic. This wasn't chaotic. This was was just just poorly put together. I mean, in our predictions episode, we said we wanted a mess, but we want a fun mess. Yeah, this This was. was I don't even know if I would call this a mess. It was just like a non show. It was a bad choice. Yeah. It wasn't entertaining. It was boring. I'm really disappointed because it's my it's one of my favorite things to watch every year. Yeah. It's like what I look I love movies so much. Like I look forward to like I want to like see them celebrated. Like this is this is super fun for me and it's just it's just a really sad disservice to everybody's hard work this year, especially in a year that we needed it yeah. more than ever. It's just yeah. it's just too bad. Bummer. It is too bad. The highlight for me is when Nick's son found the <laughs> Halloween decoration skeleton we have in our storage room, and he brought that upstairs and played with that for 15 minutes. That was the most entertaining moment of the night for me personally. Well. Uh, here's hoping next year's better. Um, Go see the movies that yeah. were nominated. So and good. Even though, and something I have to remind myself every year is that if your favorite movie didn't win, like, don't let that keep you from thinking that was your favorite movie of the year. Have the Oscars like, ever been right? Right. Honestly. Yeah, for sure. They and were like they're <laughs> yeah. actually no Eurovision. Never mind. Yeah. I take it back. They're important because like especially for like first time directors and like things like that. They they get to do cool projects. Yeah. They get funding for more stuff. But like as a casual viewer, keep watching the movies that you really like. That's my two cents. Absolutely. Um well we'll be uh somebody won our competition though. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, I had it all pulled up. Um, Congratulations to Daniel Zappala. How many did he get right? He uh, he got a lot. It was there were two hundred and ten possible, and he got two hundred ten points. I weighted the points of different categories. 
and he got 175 points. Wow, yeah. Daniel, well um, done. Yeah, we we did our family ballot, and I only got 11 out of 23, so he did far better than I did. He, I got 13. It was like my best year ever. Good job. Thanks. Um, <laughs> his really wife, good. he said that his wife was a film major, and so they're they're into it, and he, he oh. before, he actually filled out the ballot, and he tweeted, like, I'm going to win. Wait, and I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, and then he won, so good for him. Uh. Um, thank you for everyone who participated. Daniel, I will email you and get that gift certificate to you. Nick, thanks for being here to recap the Oscars with us. Thanks for having we'll me. bring you back soon. Next week, we've had a, a listener request for Kid 90. We've actually had a couple requests for that. Mm. So we're going to do that for next week. And we love it when you send us our, your, your requests for movies you want us to watch and talk about. You can email me, meg at hivemindhq.com. Because uh, I love your requests or Meg at the Beehive.com. Either of those work. And we will be back next week. Thanks so much. Thank you.